Good morning, and peace be with you. Merry Christmas. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. David and I were uh, driving here this morning, and at 7.30-ish, uh, our neighbors are out walking their dogs in t-shirts and shorts, and I'm thinking about the polar blast that is occurring across the United States right now, and just kind of chuckled and said, huh, <laughs> good one, Dad. That's very interesting how different it is here, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus uh, this day. Uh, it's just like God to do exactly the opposite of what man would think you would do, that he had his son born to the world, fully man, fully God, to be a warrior for us, this helpless baby. What a mystery that is. The Word became incarnate, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I want to say thank you to Nick for being here, uh, blessing us with his beautiful music, and um, we're really grateful to you and the service that you uh, provide for us, and so thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, I'm going to have, as far as the announcements that we normally would do, I let Roger off the hook, and it was, I can tell, a real disappointment to him because he just really wanted to get up here and read to you, and uh, so, but I am grateful for all of you that do come up and do the announcements instead of me doing them. They go quicker, and they're more informative than, um, than when I do it. That's what my wife says, and so, um, <laughs> uh, but I do have two announcements, two people that want to give announcements. First, uh, Louie would like to come up and talk about um, Jane, give you an update. I, I mean, sorry, Daryl. Daryl would like to come up and talk about Jane um, and give you an update on her. And then I think Ed uh, would like to come up and, uh, and, and say something as well. So, Daryl, you go ahead. She's more important than today. All right, talking about Jane, uh, as you all know, we had to take her out of here yesterday afternoon during the service, and, uh, and it was more, I think, of a panic attack, kind of an anxiety thing. Um, she's having problems with her medication, and, I, and uh, my wife, Louie, went down to the front office yesterday and bullied them people around until they finally said, oh my goodness, yes, here is her medication. And so they're going to start getting her on it. It's an antibiotic that she needs for an infection she's got. So they think that was maybe causing a little bit of disorientation. And then her oxygen levels kind of going up and down. And the little portable we had yesterday wasn't working correctly. So I think it all kind of worked out to be kind of an anxiety thing for her yesterday. And, and we took her home and stayed with her. And Louie, like I said, went down and beat them people up. And, and then we... Uh, 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 went and had, we had dinner with her. They let us stay and have dinner with her. And the time we left, she was laughing and having a good time. And she's supposed to be with Tyler today, her grandson. They're going to come and get her and take her to Christmas. So she's doing much better. And uh, so we'll know more today. But I think uh, just uh, just keep her in her prayers because I think she really needs them. So and and to add a little bit to the polar vortex, we talking to our family up in Wyoming. And yesterday, they set a brand new world record low uh, at 44 below. 
Oh, <laughs> Casper. It used to be 38 below back in 1973 or something like that, or 1938. But uh, yesterday, not, or the night before, got down to 44 below. And folks, I can tell you from experience growing in Montana, 44 below is mighty cold. So. <laughs> wow. But that's what I've got for Jane. She's doing real well. Very good. What joy it is to have. Um, thank you for being uh, advocates um, for so many people, um, Daryl and Louie, and um, all of you that intercede uh, on behalf of your friends and the family here in this church. Thank you for going down there and, and, uh, and, and getting the antibiotics that she needs and, and, and so forth. So thank you very much, you guys, for doing that. I don't say thank you enough to all of you, any of you, but I am grateful for um, you helping to shepherd and actually shepherding and, and being uh, standing in that gap for people in need. So thank you very, very much. Okay, and Ed? Please here. Could you come up too, please, to the front? You don't have to do a prayer or nothing. Well, as you know, this is a special day. I guess there's not too many Christmases that fall on Sunday. Every seven years. Every seven years. Okay. So I was right. I just didn't know how many years. Uh, but we're up here today to recognize two important people that without either one of them, we'd be in hot water. And um, I want to start with Ashley because she's our angel that keeps us connected on the Internet, reminds us of our uh, commitments and our meetings, and is very special. Uh, with our prayer warriors and keeping everybody in contact and taking in all the prayers, the special needs requested by the flock here at Reformation Lutheran Church. And without her, uh, there'd probably be more disconnection, but she's connecting us in many ways. And through her hard work and, and a lot of her prayers, as you noticed, uh, have uh, been very successful. So, Ashley, I know you uh, keep our pastor in line, and we all know he needs a lot of help. But without our pastor, who is our wonderful shepherd, we'd be in a lot of problems because he keeps us focused in the Word, and he points the, the way of the, to the cross. And he keeps us constantly, and he reminds us constantly, guess what? We're all sinners. And without him, letting us and reminding us to know about this, we'd be in hot water. So what I want to do is present to you from the flock that you both serve some special gifts this Christmas. So I'm going to go over here, and oh yeah, this is Ashley, she looks like she's got a lot of cards in here, <laughs> this is for you, Thank you. and Pastor, oh yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of cards in here too, so I want to, 
Don't scare me like that. So let's give them both a round of applause because we're here because of them, believe me. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll get uh, started. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to announce that the sermon is very short today. So take us away. Woohoo, somebody said. <laughs> I heard that, even me with my deaf ear. <laughs> stand if you're able.
We come together this Christmas morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess, confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved ourselves, our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. 
Alleluia. Almighty God, grant that the birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free from the bondage of sin through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. morning and Merry Christmas to everybody. I want to add on to the thing about Jane too is I wanted to add the fact that if you would like I'm sure she would love anybody to stop in. It's easy in, easy off, right off Brookhurst and just just a little bit north of McFadden so uh, stop in, visit, say hello. But uh, anyway our first reading is from the book of Isaiah chapter 52 verses 7 through 10 and it can be found on the Pew Bible on 1144. And as I said last time I was up here, it was also Isaiah, and he was one of the first prophets to really prophesy about Christ's coming and whatnot. So this is a continuation of all of that. He says, How beautiful are the mountains, are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, and proclaim salvation who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, you watchmen, lift up your voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it in their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. We'll read Psalm 2 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 2. 
Why do the nations conspire and the prophets plot in vain? Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one throne of heaven laughs, and the Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask, and I will make them. You will break them with a rod, rod of, iron, of iron, and will dash, dash them, them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And the next reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Now, the book of Hebrews is really where, um, as I understand it, they really proclaim that God, or Christ is not just the Son of God, but he is God also. And so, uh, that's kind of what this starts out at. And I'll confess to you, it's a little confusing. You've got to listen to what the words are, because... It's, uh, it talks about God is talking to us about God, his son. So it kind of gets, you got to pay attention to what's being said. <laughs> in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he also made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son? Today I become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the God's angels worship him. In speaking through the angels, he says, He makes the angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the son, he says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, but you will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. But you remain the same, 
and your years will never end. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go you have the words of eternal life alleluia the holy gospel according to saint john from the first chapter glory to you o lord our reading gospel reading this morning is indeed from saint john chapter 1 verses 1 through 18 and can be found on page 1899 of your Pew Bible. John records, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. And the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. And the word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. And John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one that I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. And out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <clears throat> 
You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Uh, ancient historian names kind of tickle the inter 13 year old in me. It causes me to kind of giggle. Because their names are, well, they're funny. They're, they are to me. And, um, well, anyway, if you've heard them, you know, in modern terms, modern ears, you know, we just don't, we don't know anyone by that name. So, for example, <laughs> there were names like Cornelius Tacitus or Gaius Suetonius Tranquillus or Flavius Josephus and so on. However, if you, if you were to if you were to study their works, you would find a tremendous amount of proof that there really was a man named Jesus of Nazareth. And despite the funny names, you would learn that this Jesus was a rabbi who was very popular in Galilee. But he was hated by the ruling class in Jerusalem. You would learn that the ruling class eventually used their political clout to get this man executed on a Roman cross by Pontius Pilate. And any scholar of ancient Middle Eastern history would readily admit that the evidence is overwhelming that there really was a man who fits the biblical description of Jesus. The evidence concerning the man Jesus of Nazareth is uncontrovertible. However, believing in Jesus as a man, as you know, is not enough. There's a whole lot more. In the hallelujah verse that we sang before reading the gospel this morning, we sang it's part of a verse from the Gospel of John. John chapter 6, verses 60 through 69. And, and that section of John reads like this. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus Knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, he said to them, Do you take offense at this? Do you take offense of my word? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. And the scripture 
puts in brackets here, parentheses, for Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And then it continues, Jesus said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. And after this, many of his disciples turned back, and they no longer walked with him. And so Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him this, and you're familiar with this, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That's why we sing that. That's what the reference is. Now, many people in John's day and today are quite ready to accept the human Jesus. But they also need to know that Jesus was not just a man, but that he is God. God in flesh. God in blood. And trusting in Jesus as both God and man is part of the foundation of the faith that brings eternal life. Today's gospel from John makes it very clear. It makes it very clear that the baby who lies in the manger is no ordinary child. This baby is both God and man. And John's gospel begins with the same words that begin the first book of Moses. In the beginning. With these words, John's gospel takes us back before time. He takes us back into eternity before the creation of time or space. He takes us to an existence of God and nothing else. In the beginning was the Word. Back in the beginning, God is there and the Word is there. And if only God is there, then the Word must be God, and that is exactly what our gospel reading says to us today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This little sentence says something that we can't, we just can't completely understand. It is something that we can know only by faith. In eternity, when God is all that there is, the Word is there because the Word is God. And as strange and wonderful as that opening sentence is, today's gospel goes on. It goes on to show us another way that this word is God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And these words teach us that the word was active. The word was active in God's work of creation, but they do more than that. 
in all things were created through the Word, then the Word cannot be one of the created things. If the Word is not created, then the Word must be God, for only God exists without being created. Tell that to your LDS friends. The gospel then continues. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The verse tells us that every living thing receives its life from the word. This word is the source of life. And more than life, this word is the source of light. And later on, our gospel tells us that this light is the light that enlightens everyone. This light is the light of reason. It is the light of intellect. The light by which we understand things, that we develop art and other skills. We receive all of this from the Word. And so today's gospel introduces us to the Word. The Word is God in eternity. He is God in creation. He is God in life. He is God of thought. Our gospel really wants us to understand that this Word is God. Okay, so who is this Word? Well, I'll tell you. Today's gospel tells us that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here we learn that the Word came to live with us, and that John and his companions saw the Word in all of his glory. And this Word is the only Son from the Father. And the whole rest of the Gospel of John is about the Word. By the time that we read the whole Gospel according to John, we discover that the Word, the Word is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit inspired John to make it very clear to us that Jesus really is God. It is not enough for us to say that Jesus is born and that Mary laid him in a manger. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is not just a man-child. The Gospel of John wants us to understand that this baby is God. When we look into the manger, we are looking at God. That this baby is our Creator and Lord. It is important that we understand that Jesus is not just a baby lying in the manger, that Christmas is not just an excuse to decorate our houses and to spend lots of money. Christmas is about a warrior, a warrior stepping onto the battlefield, this is about God taking on human flesh in order to battle the devil and to save us from our sins. This warrior 
who defeats sin, death, and the devil begins the battle with his perfect life. Since God considers life to begin at conception, that means that the warrior's life must be perfect from conception to the grave. And the Holy Spirit inspired King David to write this in Psalm 51, 5. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. We are already sinners, even in our mother's womb. A mere human baby is already lost and condemned at birth. Only a baby who is both God and man can live a perfect life from conception to the grave. This is one reason the warrior who rescues us must be God. And after the warrior lives a perfect life, he must offer up that life for the sins of the world. The Holy Spirit inspired the sons of Korah to write this in Psalm 49, 7 through 9. It's recorded that truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice that he should live on forever and never see the pit. From this verse we learn that even if a man could live a perfect life, the only person he would save would be himself. He could not ransom even one other person. Only a warrior who is both God and man can ransom another. And the warrior must be man in order to offer his life. And he must be God in order for that life to be a sufficient ransom for all people. Jesus, whose birthday we celebrate on this day, is the only one who can be the warrior who saves us from sin, because Jesus is God. He is the Word who was with God the Father in the beginning. And Jesus is man, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And only Jesus is both God and man. And only Jesus is our Savior. And on this day, we remember the manger. We remember that God came to this earth as one of us in order to do battle with sin, death, and the devil. And we remember that that baby in the manger, the one who looks so helpless, is already at war. And that baby is preparing a perfect life that he will give to us with his suffering and his death on the cross. And that baby is the one who will rise from, the, from death to prepare a way to heaven for us. And the great comfort of Christmas, it flows. It flows from the great mystery of a helpless baby laying in a, in a manger who is at the same time the Lord and Master of all. 
It is in that mystery that lies God's plan to rescue us from the devil, the world, and in our own sinful nature. Jesus is the eternal word who dwells with us in flesh and blood. He is the word incarnate. And those who trust in the eternal word made of flesh will lose their guilt and they will gain everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please stand. Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed, found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven 
And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary. He was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And on the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And with the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for all people in accordance to their needs. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that your Son, the eternal Word, has become flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Extend his praise into all the world, that with us many would come to hope in his steadfast love. Lord, in your mercy, send forth men to publish your peace and bring us your good news of happiness. Keep them faithful to declare your gracious reign in Christ. Bless the work of missionaries at home and abroad, that all the ends of the earth may see your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, and as our families gather in this holy season, give us patience that we may be slow to judge and quick to forgive. Comfort the lonely with your presence and help us extend the welcome of our homes and the friendship of your grace. Make us mindful of those less fortunate who celebrate this blessed feast in poverty and in want and teach us to become generous. Accept with our offerings the living sacrifice of our bodies to your service and our voices in praise and thanksgiving. Lord, in your mercy, your Son upholds the universe by the word of his power. Grant our nation to walk humbly before you. Bless our soldiers who stand watch this day. Keep them in safety as they serve us and uphold their families while they are apart. Lord, in your mercy, merciful God, guard and keep all who are sick, lonely, overwhelmed by grief or poor in spirit. We name them in our hearts and out loud right now. Father, we ask that they may be comforted and healed according to your good and gracious will. 
Let them look to Jesus and be reminded that he is the light that no darkness can overcome. Lord, in your mercy, grant that we may come worthily to receive the body and blood of Jesus with faith in his bodily presence for us, that we may depart with grace upon grace from his fullness. Lord, in your mercy, and we thank you, Lord, for all your people who have gone before us and now rest in your presence. Keep us faithful with them until that day when you make all things new. For you live and reign with Christ and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace.
you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, that we may be drawn to love God, whom we cannot see. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the, the cup and he gave thanks and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. At, at a cost, in humility, 
He paid the price, fully God, fully man, upon that cross, fastened to that cross by love, not by nails, for you and for me, that we may be called the children of God for what he did. Today we celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. And we have a meal which is a foretaste of the wedding feast to come. If your confession is that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and I heard you confess that, come, the table is prepared.
Happy birthday, Jesus. Merry Christmas to everyone. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn is a classic, kind of like the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, but go tell it on the mountain on page 70. Let us go in peace and serve the Lord.